Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Uh, I'm Chad Mitchell and I've got David Finch. David Finch here. And guess what? Uh, we're doing the podcast uh, while David is actually on vacation uh, visiting family. And uh, and we're a couple thousand miles apart, which is pretty remarkable, isn't it, David? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sitting here in New York, Rochester, New York, and so yeah. And I'm and I'm here in Blackfoot, Idaho, and so uh, we're uh, we're we're making this happen. We're making the podcast happen. We're a couple days late, but you know the schedules are kind of tough to to line up. So uh, we finally found some time to get together, and and so we're excited for that, and we're excited to have a study with you. Um, this evening, um, as always, if you have any questions, uh, just shoot us an e- email at um, truth and um, truth and agape love at gmail.com. And um, we'd love to hear um, from you if you have a comment or a question about anything we discussed tonight. So uh, this evening, we're going to kind of be talking about prayer and, um, you know, how God has laid it out for us in his um and his word and so we've got plenty to talk about we've been we've been kind of prepping here for for our study tonight and so we have some good um scriptures that we're going to read and and some good discussion that we'll have uh this evening so with that dave you got anything to add to that yeah so let's start by if you're following along with us turn to first thessalonians five seventeen. Okay. Now, this is a very short verse, but very powerful. And, and then we're going to kind of dig into the, the meaning or the purpose behind this verse. So 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Okay. Now, Chad, are you there? I was going to yeah. read it. I'm not turned there, but it says, pray without ceasing, right? That's right. Pray that's without the, ceasing. That's That's it. That's the whole... That's the whole shebang behind First well, Thessalonians 5.17. And honestly, I think it's good to read kind of what's around it because in verse 16, it says, Rejoice always. And then 17, pray without ceasing. And then 18, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah. And I like and, in verse 18, it's always in Christ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, especially when it comes to prayer, we only have it through Christ. That's like right. We only have the avenue of prayer with the Father through Christ. And so That's if we're right. not in Christ, our prayers are hindered. That's right. But this, you know, it's such a blessing for us to be able to pray to God. And this yeah. praying without ceasing, the, the notion behind it is always be considerate of God. You know, yeah. we always have this, this great avenue of prayer that we have directly to the Father through Christ. You know, do we take it for granted or do we take advantage of it? And yeah, that's exactly. really that's really uh, what's behind it. And I know for myself, I don't pray enough. And well, I don't sure. think anyone does, you know. Well, you know, we had a good discussion about it um you know in our class um it it's it's kind of like keeping up a good communication like say with that's a spouse, right okay yeah so so like with a spouse you have to keep up good communication and and are we perfect at it no <laughs> yeah in fact sometimes we're terrible it's like you know how yeah. many times your wife looked at you and gone you didn't tell me that and i'm going oh yeah i guess i didn't <laughs> i mean i meant to I totally yeah. meant to, but I didn't. And so I'm sorry for that. But in the same way, God wants us to talk to him. He wants us to speak to him. He yeah. wants us to pour our hearts out, you know, uh, have, he, he, he wants us to lean on him. You know, that's right. And we have this. Everyone wants a relationship with the father and how sure. blessed we are to have an actual relationship. Yeah. But in, any relationship, it doesn't work out if you don't talk to one another. Yeah. Like Chad, me and you, we have this great relationship together. And yeah, in fact, through this podcast, 
our relationship has gotten so much stronger, right? Sure. Yeah. But it's also because we communicate a whole lot more. Sure. Like, you know, we don't just meet Sunday morning and, and Wednesday yeah. evening for church. It's actually, we're in closer communication. And the more we yeah. communicate together, the more our relationship grows stronger. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, the same thing, going back to what you were talking about, the relationship with your spouse. Yeah. The same thing. And everyone can grasp that concept. Like, oh, if sure. you don't communicate with your spouse, you don't have a strong relationship. No, you don't. And 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 it, and that's just the, the gist of it. Even, even with our friends, um, you know, yeah. sometimes uh, if you go to do something and you're uncomfortable, maybe it's just even like riding a horse. Okay. And you say, let's, let's go do this. Um, you got to tell them your feelings and what you're going through. If, if yeah. you're going to, going to do that uh, and communicate, say, okay, I'm a little nervous about this, whether it, maybe it's fishing, maybe go, let's go on the boat. Well, maybe you're deathly scared of boats. You know, you got to yeah. speak up and say something. <laughs> uh, That's right. Uh, don't just keep it to yourself. And then you get out in the middle of the, the lake and start freaking out, you know, <laughs> yeah, have a panic attack. Well, sure. And so, so really in any relationship, you have to have good communication. I think everyone can understand that. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't, if you don't communicate your feelings, um, you know, it's going to come to a head and you're, you're going to have a, like a, like a panic attack, or you're going to have a misunderstanding or someone's going to, you know, um, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, say you pretend you know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't know what you're doing. Someone could get hurt, you know, and That's right. physically. And, and, and so uh, you have to always communicate. Okay. Hey, I don't know how to do this. Raise your hand. I don't know how to do this. You got to <laughs> teach me. Yep. Okay. Don't just, just leave me here stranded, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and so really that's the kind of relationship that we should have with God. That's why he wants us to speak to him. Yeah. You know? that open and we're going to look at, yeah. And we're going to look at some examples in his word of, of prayers that were offered in different ways here uh, yeah. that, that they, you know, that, that, that they communicated with God about, you know? Yeah. And you know, something that it, it doesn't really hit upon because I think there's almost too much of it. Is through Psalm. Like when you read through Psalm, a lot of the Psalms are prayers and you see how they just pour their hearts out. Oh, God. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I, I wish I could talk like that, you know? <laughs> oh, I know. But that's, mm -hmm. see, that relationship with God or that, that openness in prayer doesn't come overnight. Yeah. You know, you can tell that they have that beautiful connection with God because they constantly go to him in prayer. Yeah. And so... You can't, you know, for you and I, Chad, when we first started praying in public, we were terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, don't and even, I wasn't even around you when you first still, started praying, but it's just because I still criticize. I still criticize myself. Oh, yeah. And I think like your dad, like he's really good in, in public praying. I bet mm -hmm. he does the same thing to himself. Like sure. he'll sit down after a prayer and I'm just guessing. I'm not saying he does this. But I, mm -hmm. I can imagine him sitting down and going over in his head what he just yes. said. And I only say yeah. that because that's what I do to myself. You know, I think everyone always has that, um, <laughs> you know, criticizing themselves. Well, and, and you know, even we've sat down and go, oh, I forgot to mention, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and another good uh, uh, thought that came up, too, and of course I kind of brought this up, but we had a good discussion about it is, uh, you know, we don't want to be a, a friend to God, kind of like someone who only calls when they want something, you know, yeah. uh, you, you got to call and give thanks for, for things. And, you know, you, you don't want to be that friend who always calls and wants to borrow the chainsaw. And, you know, when they call you're like, well, he wants to borrow the chainsaw, but they don't ever call and just see how you're doing or just to say hi, you know? Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, I've used the analogy too before as, uh, we get a lot of spam calls, right? I think everyone can relate to that. Mm. And guess what? If I don't have you programmed in and it's from like, you know, potlatch, Idaho. Okay. I know nobody in potlatch, Idaho, but I've been yeah. getting a lot of calls from there. Okay. 
And they're all, you know, spam calls, all of them. And yeah. so I've got to where I don't even answer it. So if you call God, does he have you programmed in his phone and know who you are, you know? Or is it like, because now like on your phone, sometimes it'll come up likely spam. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or does it come up spam? Oh, yeah. Chad, he probably needs something again. <laughs> I'm not answering. Uh, well, on, uh, on, on God's, you know, metaphoric phone. Yeah. When you, when you pray to him, it's like, oh, this is likely spam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and we don't want that to be. And, and the way we do that is by building a relationship and, you know, it's it's all a metaphor, okay? It's all just just a way for us to think about it. How often, does, you know, uh, we got to get him programmed in our phone. We got get have him program us in his phone. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm only that's all metaphorical, okay? But uh, and you how get do the you point. build that relationship? Yeah, exactly. And, and you and have to build that relationship where, and of course we. And one thing too to point out is we pray through Christ. Okay. Christ is yeah. our mediator. Okay. Yeah. We have to understand that, you know, and, and but you sure don't want Jesus saying, Oh, it's Chad again. You know, <laughs> yeah, he needs something. <laughs> well, and you know, I don't, I don't know how, uh, you know, that, that may be getting a little silly, but it's, it's true. You know, you get my is. point. And you know, another way we can't just, we can't just go to him in prayer. And I think yeah. that's where we have to know what God wants from us and what God yeah. expects of us. You know, yeah. in order for our prayers not to be hindered, we have to know how to please God. Yeah. You know, and Romans 10, 17, let's turn over there real fast. Yeah. We have to have faith in him. And how do we get that faith in him? You know, it says in verse 17 of Romans 10. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's not just hearing about God, but rather hearing by the word of God. It's going mm -hmm. to his word to find out what he wants from us. Yeah. And and that's basically how God speaks to us is that's through right. his word. You know, how would this we know the relationship is built? Yeah, how would we know about prayer if we hadn't read it in his book, you know? That's right. How would we know? We wouldn't know. And so yeah. the only way we know these things and the way that we can communicate with him is through his word. Yeah. And, you know, our, our very dear sister who is, has just recently been baptized, um, you know, that's mm -hmm. one thing she, she reached out to me. She's like, you know, I, how do I pray? And I'm like, yeah, that's a very good question, you know? Because there's so many, there's so many um, different ways of how people are brought up on yeah. prayer, and you know, coming from the the background she came from, it's like this this vain repetition is what she's used to. That's how she was raised. That's how. So you you have this vain repetition. Well, and and the reason why I say it's vain repetition because that's actually what Christ calls it. Vain repetition. When the when the scribes and Pharisees, they were, he calls them out for being, you know, this vain repetition. You don't want to do that in prayer because God wants you to come to him with your heart. Yes. And that's the key idea is to, to come to God with your heart. And if you don't ever read his word and if you don't have that relationship with him where God is talking to you through his word, and then you talk to him through prayer. That's the, the circle of communication. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the two-sided relationship that you need to have. So have you ever had someone that they uh you keep talking to them? And I think of like children, right? Where yeah. you keep talking to them, but then they turn around and do what they want. And it doesn't work out for them. Then they come to you and they're like, yeah, help me out, dad. And you're like, yeah, if you did what I told you to do to begin with, you wouldn't be in the situation you're in, mm -hmm. you know? And, and a lot of times maybe this is, <laughs> maybe this is stuff off of my kids. I'm like, you didn't want to do what I said. Well, go figure it out your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, go figure it out. You didn't want to do what I told you to do. Yeah, and that's kind of exactly. our relationship with God. We can't turn to him 
in prayer if we're not doing what he asks us to do. Yeah. You know, we, we find out what he expects of us through his word. And that's how we know we're pleasing in his sight through hearing his word. Well, and, then, and I, I like to first um, Peter four eleven. That's funny. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. First Peter four eleven. It says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Yeah. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. Didn't mean to steal your thunder there, but yeah. No, that's it fits great. Right in. We we were both thinking this the same thing on this. Yeah. If, that's exactly right, though. I mean, and when and you how do you speak? It, how do you speak as the oracles of God? How if you don't know his word? Yeah, if, if you don't know his word. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you have know, to know many, his word in order to be able to do that. Yeah. And you know, how many people do you know that they, uh, they always talk about praying to God all the time, but then they never actually go to his word at all. Yeah. You know, are their prayers hindered? If they don't know what God expects of them, can you be pleasing to God? Yeah. And that's a big question. You know, just like a, a disobedient child, can they please you? If they don't know how to please you, hmm. like your kids, Chad, can they, can they be pleasing in your sight if they don't know how to please you? No. Nope. Like, think about it. Like my kids, how many years did it take for them to be obedient if they don't know how to be obedient? Yeah. That's a, that's a, they, they have to know how. And that's, that's why it's that's so a important. big question. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's so important to understand his word. And yeah. That's why we have it so that we can understand how to be pleasing to God. Yeah. And in first Peter <clears throat> four, you know, when we speak to others, we have to speak the oracles of God. We can't mm -hmm. just go off on our own things. So or our own. No. belief. And no. this is something that Chad, me and you kind of talk about quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what we believe. It doesn't matter what we think. What does God say? And it, it actually comes back to this verse. Me and you Chad, are simply trying to speak as the oracles of God, we're That's simply right. trying to speak what God has already said. Yeah. And so, we're just, yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah. We're anyone, just re-speaking it. Yeah. If anyone ministers, let them do it as with the abilities, which God supplies. This is something that kind of just hit home to me when yeah. we try to minister is giving aid. Right. So yeah. if we try to help someone, if we try to bring someone to the Lord, we can't bring them to the Lord if we don't know the Lord, right? If we don't yeah. know how to bring them to the Lord, or if we don't know the word of God, how can we bring someone to the Lord? You yeah. know, it, it, it comes into like um, almost being a vigilante. Yeah. So even, you know, a vigilante, they go out, you know, and, and uh, how can I put it? They go out and try to 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 bring justice, their own sort of justice. Yeah. Well, how many times do the the vigilantes get caught by cops and thrown in prison? They're trying mm -hmm. to do a good thing, but it's not according to the law, right? Yeah. The same is for us in the law of God. We can't we can't bring others to Christ if we don't know Christ ourselves. We can't yep. bring them to the Lord if we don't know what the Lord expects from us. All the best we can do is give a false sense of hope. And that's the scary thing. And I think that's kind of what, what we see a lot of times in the world is people, they don't know God and they don't know the word of God, but then they're trying to bring others to God. Yep. You can't do that. Like that's, well, you can't bring them to the Lord if you don't know the Lord. Well, you and you can't give them aid or the aid of the Lord without knowing how the Lord would aid them. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Right. Uh, I was just thinking of the verse, the blind um, leading the blind. Yeah. That's uh, what it I would, would be like. At, at Matthew, I would think Matthew 23, maybe. Yeah, this I, is where, I started looking it up here. Matthew Let's 23, because that's 
Yeah, the blind leading the blind. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, 2317 or 2319. Yeah. I was right then. Sweet. <laughs> Is it 2319? Yeah, 20, 2324, blind guides who strain out the net and swallow a yeah. camel. Yeah, that's um, right. And then yeah. let me see. Fools and blind, for which is greater, yeah. the gift? Oh, yeah, no, or the altar. Again, mm -hmm. this might be getting in deeper, um, but the, the scribes and Pharisees, they, they gave more honor to the, um, the gift being put on the altar rather than the altar itself. Yeah, right. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what we do with prayer. You know, we pray to God without recognizing the gift we have. Yeah. Of being able oh, absolutely. to Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they they were blind, blind guides. Verse 16, I think, is the best one. Yeah. Who says, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated to perform it. So they cared more about the, the gold rather than swearing by the altar yep and again but this is what they were doing they're, they're sitting here trying to tell and of course the scribes and pharisees were the the leaders of the um the jewish sects which so everyone again I, I, if you don't know they didn't have the bible in front of them so yeah all of the jews had to go to the scribes and pharisees and it was their job the scribes and Pharisees' job, or really the, the scribes who wrote the law, it was their job to write the law. So they knew the law. So everyone had to go to them to figure out what God, what the law is, which is different for us today. Because for us today, we have what is called um, the Bible. <laughs> we, yeah. all can, we all can go to the Bible ourselves. Oh and, yeah. And discover for ourselves what God says. Whereas yes. in that time, all the people had to go to them to figure out what God said. And so they were giving them a false sense of hope. Because oh, sure. they were saying, No, you're you're obligated. Of course, they valued money. They valued the wrong things. And so what they were doing is they were giving bad advice. To everyone. So essentially they were blinded by their own greed, by their own wants and desires. So they couldn't even lead others to God. That's really the, the problem that they had. And then yeah. when you turn over to Romans one, I'm okay. not there. I'm going to have to dig into this a little bit, but Here. Romans one really kind of digs, makes a very strong point. Romans one Uh, let me see. So let's start um, in verse 18 of Romans 1. Okay. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodly and unrighteous of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has shown it to them. For since... The creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, is even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without excuse, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and mm. changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them to their uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for lies and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who blessed them forever. 
I don't think that's where I was trying to be um, going with that. Yeah. But the the point behind it is they um, they were blinded by their own selfish ambitions rather than seeking to be pleasing to God. They they please themselves, and so from that they had no idea how how to bring others to God. And this is something that we've never had to deal with before. So we don't realize how blessed we are to have the word of God with us. You know, we have the full revealed word of God. And yet how many people just take it for granted rather than take advantage of it? You know, the, um, the days of ignorance are done away with. Yeah. And that's what I was getting at. The days of ignorance are done away with. Well, we have uh, the full revealed God in front of us. And, ahead, and we've, we've talked about people that have learned the gospel. Okay. Yeah. And went and then been regretful that they learned it because they don't want to know. They want to stay ignorant and not know the truth. Yeah. You know, and why do they do that? Because they would rather not know than know. Yeah, because they don't want to change their life. Yeah. You know what? They don't want to humble themselves. And that's kind of where James hits into. Turn over to James 4. Okay. We were talking about this earlier, Chad, but James 4 is so powerful. Yeah, James 4 is really good because, yeah, if we read 7 through 10. Actually, can you... Back up to verse 6. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll read it. Um, So verse 6, James 4, verse 6 through 10 says, But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, your sinners, and purify your hearts. Do double-minded. You double-minded, lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Yeah, so powerful. You know, this is something we have to humble ourselves. Yeah. And and one way that we humble ourselves, getting back to the, the main topic, is prayer. Yeah. You know, how many times do we not pray because... Or we don't, we don't turn what's bothering us to the Lord because we're like, we we bow up and be like, I can handle it. Yeah. And especially well, in society, at least in America, it's hard yeah. for people to ask for help. Right? Well, yes. And and I think that's 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 one thing that you know we talked about um in in class is how many men find it easy to ask for help when they need help it's difficult difficult (laughs) and you know it's i I don't know it's just a pride thing i guess you know because i deal with it i don't want to ask for help and we've all done it we all do it and chad you know what's uh, funny is go ahead finish well and, and when we finally do you know ask for help we're we might make the comment, why didn't you call sooner? Well, you know, I, you know, <laughs> it's hard because we, we, we struggle and all we would have to do is ask for help. And, and another thing too, to point out is every time we do ask for help, the other person is very grateful that you ask for help because they want to yeah. help you, you know? Yeah. And, and we've talked about this too before is like, we also have an obligation as a Christian to help others. Right. That's right. And sometimes you got to let them do that. You got to let people help you because they're fulfilling their obligation as well. Yeah. And you know, Chad, just not too long ago, I was working mm-hmm. on my lawnmower, my rideable mm-hmm. lawnmower, and I, the part broke. You're a metal mm-hmm. fabricator. You're a metal guy. Yeah. Half of it was I didn't think about it, but the other half, I was like, I can do this. I was trying to get the the wheel bearing part off of the the shaft and mm-hmm. it was just stuck on there and i was sitting there i was beating <laughs> it i was 
doing everything I thought because I thought I could do it. And finally, I was messing up the shaft and I was digging into the shaft and I was doing all that. And finally, I was like, I got to do something. And <laughs> then you popped into mine. Whereas yeah. then, if, and if I was thinking of getting help, you would have come to mind so much sooner. Right. You know, and half of it, I know you're a busy guy, but you are also, I tell everybody, you're my Barnabas. We're yeah. like, you're always willing to help me regardless mm -hmm. of what, what you got going on. You're more oh, than sure. willing to help me. And mm -hmm. half of it is, I was like, I know you're busy all the time and I don't want to bother you. Mm -hmm. But the other half is I need to bother you because it gives, like you were saying, it gives you the opportunity to help and right. you want to help. That's right. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's another thing too, is there's both sides of it. Yeah. You know, we, we need to help others just as they help us, you know, and, and, and so you got to let people help you Yeah, at times. That's you right. Know, maybe, Maybe it's kind of a, a like going out to dinner or something and someone wants to pay for your dinner, you know, and you can fight back a little, go, no, no, I got it. I got it. They're yeah. like, no, really? I want to buy your dinner. Okay. You just got to let them because that's right. Because they want to do that. Oh, you know, and that's just a simple example. There's others, but uh, sometimes we have to let people help us as, as we help them. Yeah. You, know? you have to let people do good work, you know, yeah. and that is hard. You know, well, and, and, and I guess for a second, because, okay. you know, um, you were out of town and you asked us to take care of your dogs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was my pleasure and I didn't want mm -hmm. anything from it. But yeah. then when you guys got back, you insisted on taking us out to sure. say thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that I was seeking it, but at the end no. of the day, if I didn't let you guys take us out, you probably yeah. would have had this guilt on your conscience, right? Where you're sure. like, Man, I, I want to do, do something, something for you, but you're not letting me. <laughs> exactly. It, it works both ways. And then, you know, mm -hmm. um, me and Tamika has already actually been talking about it because if you don't know, like we said, I'm in New York and I forgot something. I made Chad go over and get it from our house and ship it to us. <laughs> and so, oh, and, you know, and, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do something for you guys. And me and Tamika's <laughs> already talked about it. We're like, we got to do something for them because, you know, well, and, and you, and you the got thing a is, package and everything. <laughs> sure. And I'm more than happy, just like anyone else would be yeah. to help out. If we, we, and, and, and a lot of times we don't know where we can help unless somebody says something or asks That's us. Right. You know, uh, we can't sometimes recognize those things. And I guess the whole point of all of this is, is being able to humble yourselves. That's okay, right. And ask for help. And, yeah. and it's all about humbling ourselves. We don't have to be the big man or woman or whatever. And yeah. I'm greater than anyone else. I don't need help. Guess what? At some point in all of our lives, we need help, you know, yeah. and, and, and we have to humble ourselves and ask for it and then also right. humble ourselves and and let people help us or 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 do something in thanksgiving for your help you know yeah um i think about uh let's think about some other examples like uh the uh uh jesus the the woman who gave a, a denarii okay yeah and the rich man mocked her Look, and she's he, given this lowly denarii, and I've given all this money, you know? Yeah. And and he says, she gave more than you. And he's like, what? What do you mean? Right. She gave all she had. Yeah. She gave all she had, which is way more. Did you give all you had? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Did you give a lot? Yeah, sure. You gave a lot, but you didn't give all you had. And Yeah. And like so... That. Um, she was way more, her mind set was way better than his because yeah. she gave all she had. And I also, you know, another story I think of that the rich man that came to him and said, what must I do to be saved? And Christ says, you know, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
you know, do all that. And he said, I, I've done all that and I've paid tithes. I've done everything. What else? And yeah. Christ looked at him and said, sell all you have and pick up your cross and follow me. Yeah, yeah that's and a the great guy one. I went away crying because, or weeping because he didn't want to. He was a very yeah. rich man. He had a lot. And so, yeah. but this communication that we're talking about, it took him going to to Christ and asking. Yes. Just like our, our relationship with God, we go to God and ask him, how can I serve you? You know, when you look at through Psalm 119, it is this meditation and this deep love and respect that this man has for the word of God. Yes. But there's this, this other side of it is going to God in prayer and having this open communication and this open relationship with God. You know, the more you pray to God and the more you discover his word and the more you recognize, I need to change my life. You're going to come to this, this um, fork in the road where when you start to recognize that God expects you to change and then yes. you keep praying to him, you know, you have this, you have this, um, this way of going to God always when you need something, when you want something, when you're, you always want to go to him. And maybe you, you just go to him in prayer, not even to ask for anything. You just go to him yeah. in prayer because you know you need to. You know yeah. you need him because when you go to him in prayer, you know, you, you feel better after a prayer. Yeah. It's because you, you've given your burdens to him and you've, you've poured out your heart to him. And yep. then, but when you go to him in, in his word and you see, oh, the Lord wants me to do this and I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start going back to him in prayer, you're like, that's going to violate your conscience because you're like, I know the Lord wants me to change and I'm not, you know, yep. and then that open communication, you know, you're praying to God, Lord, I need this, you know, I need help. But then as it circles back around, the Lord's saying, I'm going to help you, but it's going to be this way. You know, yeah. just going back to, to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The only way that the temptation will not overtake you is to turning to God and his word and praying to him. That's how you're going to come through it. Yeah. You know, um, not Philemon, Philippians. Four. This is some. Yes. This is the relationship that Paul had with God. You know where he's. He gave God his his everything. But in Philippians four, we're going to read twelve and thirteen. Okay. You know he's talking here. He says, "I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need." I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He has learned to depend on God, both through his obedience, but him turning to God. You know, in, um, when he prayed three times for the thorn in his side to be taken away from him, God responded and says, my grace is sufficient for you. You know, through your weakness, I am made strong. And then he turns around and after that, he says, so now I boast in my infirmities. I am thankful to be suffering these things because it makes him stronger. And on mm -hmm. top of making him stronger, that's what I need. I need to buffet my body. And so this is kind of another illustration in Philippians. This is what he's talking about. I've learned to be abased and to abound. I've learned to be hungry and to suffer. And, and being in, in abundance, I've learned how mm -hmm. to do everything because Christ is the one who strengthens me. Now, nobody likes to suffer. Nobody likes to be hungry, but he learned how to handle it because of his relationship. And he wouldn't have that relationship if he didn't go to God in prayer Yeah, and, 
and give him his burden and, and ask for help. You know, how many times do we do we pray to God and ask for something? And then we don't even realize God has helped us until later on down the road. When we look back and we're like, oh, yeah, he did help us. He just didn't help me the way I thought. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so going to him in prayer, having that healthy relationship with him, you're going to get to know, you know, going to him in prayer is just as important as going to his word and studying it and meditating it in it. Mm -hmm. Your prayer life is important to understanding the word and understanding oh, sure. what he wants from you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. a good, a good analogy is, you know, when you, um, your wife will tell you what she wants from you. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't ever tell her what you want, it's a one rate, one, one sided relationship. If you don't, Oh, absolutely. That goes back to the communication thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, a relationship doesn't work unless you communicate. Yeah. And absolutely. And so, yeah, the communication's huge. And, and, you know, I think too, you got to get um, on a schedule. Like, uh, sometimes you have to get on, on a schedule, you know, and we, we, we studied, we looked at Daniel, you know, and we could look at him. I don't know if you're ready to look at him yeah. now. That's a but very Daniel, good point. Daniel's a good uh, example because when we read about what he did, you know, and, and it, it's in Daniel chapter two. Um, well, actually, no, point. it's it's Daniel 610. Yeah. Let's look at that. Daniel 610. Because this is a good example um, of kind of being consistent. So if you read um, verse 10 there of Daniel 6, says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, and he's talking about uh, what happened is no. the Pharisees, or his, uh, the Pharisee, or who was it? Not the Pharisees. No, no. A decree went out um, yeah. that you can only pray to the king bow or give homage to the king for 30 days. So you yeah. can't pray to another god. You can't give any homage or anything to another god. Except yeah. the king. Exactly. And so he knew that it had been signed, but he had this routine where he talked to God. You know, he yeah. prayed to him. Uh and, and one thing to point out too before we read this is he, he he wasn't like out on the street corner, you know? Yeah. Uh or out in front of a bunch of people praying. He had this uh routine where he prayed. And it, well, let's just read it. So so yeah. he, he wasn't like Trying to get attention is what I'm saying, right? Good point, yeah. So so verse 10 of Daniel 6 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was, here's the key, as was his custom since early days. Yes. And, and so that's what he did. He did it. It was his custom. He, he did it enough to where you could probably set your clock to him, you know? That's right. He, well, and also and he, notice, it wasn't a command to open the door towards Jerusalem or open your no, window towards Jerusalem. It, it was, was just what he custom. did. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was his custom uh, since early days. So he had done it a lot. And, yeah. and, you know, I think there's a lot that we can gain from this because he had a, he had a routine. He had something that he did every day. And he had a routine and he did it. And and he wasn't doing it just because the decree got signed. No, That's right. he was doing it because it's what he did. He wasn't defiling the king. The, the, actually, you know, he was, they were asked to do something that basically kind of went against God, you know? Of course it did. And, and so, uh, and so, uh, he didn't let that stop him. He still thanked God, gave thanks before God, you know, yeah. prayed and As gave thanks before God. As he always did. Another, As he always did. Another thing to point out is he did this three times a day. Yeah. Daily, three times a day. How many times do we go to God in prayer? 
Yeah. You know, do we only go to him before we go to bed or when we wake up or only when we need something? Or do we regularly go to him just to talk to him? You know, yeah. God wants us wants wants us to give him our heart. You can't give someone your heart if you don't talk to them. You know, like <laughs> a relationship. Yeah. You can't wholeheartedly love someone if you don't ever talk to them. You know, is that showing them love? Is that a lot of times in marriages, I know in mine, if I'm not talking to my wife, she knows something's wrong. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, what's wrong? Why aren't you talking to me like you always do? And the yeah. same as when she's mad. I know it because she's not talking to me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, what's wrong? Why aren't you talking to me? Well, how can we be loving God and showing him our heart if we don't talk to him? Especially when he asks us to. He yeah. wants us to well, turn to him. Yeah. And the thing to point out, too, about Daniel, I've been kind of looking at it here. Yes. <laughs> is um, in verse three, um, he says, then it says, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors because there was other governors under Denarius, the king. Yeah. But Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because of an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel. That's so right. see, they, they all bound together and tried. They're like, we got to, we got to knock this guy down. You know, yeah. he's, but they couldn't not, find any fault in him because he was, that's right. A righteous man. We shall not find any charge against him, this Daniel, unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. They knew yeah. that that was one thing that he was not going to go against was God. That's right. And so they, and so, they played to Darius's pride. That's, that's right. That's exactly what they did. They knew because Daniel always did this thing. This is why they sought to set this, um, this decree Mm -hmm. And it, as the um, in verse eight, it says, now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So as soon yeah. as he signs this decree. Yeah. Then they got as it. As soon as he signs it, you cannot change it or alter it. <clears throat> it yeah, is they got set him. in stone, right? Yeah, which is really interesting because the word of God is also set that same way. It cannot be altered. It cannot yeah. be changed. And so it, it's kind of like the, the word of God. It cannot be changed or altered. But because the king signed it, not realizing that they're that he's being set up because Darius loved Daniel. Oh, sure. Of course, you know, as, as you just pointed out, Darius, King Darius Put him above the governors and the satraps. That's why they were upset. That's why yeah. they that's why they tried to find this charge to bring against them because they didn't like the fact that Daniel was set above them. Because yep. keep in mind, Daniel is a Hebrew, and he was when you read Daniel one, he was actually brought in through slavery. The whole reason yeah. why he's here is because he was brought in as a slave. So kind of yep. like, kind of the image that you would see is the same image as Joseph back in Genesis. He was, he was brought in as a slave, but because of his loyalty and his um, uprightness, he was made higher, you know, second to Pharaoh. Well, here, Darius made him who was a slave up. And, and exalted him. And this is why it upset them. This slave is now higher than we are. Yeah. And so that's why they, they wanted to set this decree. And that's why they, they kind of snuck in <laughs> to make the king sign this decree, going to his pride and, and kind of playing to King Darius's pride. And this is something that all kings have is a lot of pride, right? Oh, sure. So that's why... They set this decree because they knew Daniel prayed three times. They knew 
Daniel opened his window towards Jerusalem and prayed three times a day. That was his yep. custom. They yeah. knew it, and that's why they set the decree. So they could yeah. catch him and find fault with him. Yeah. And and you know, there's so much we can learn from Daniel. Here. Oh, yeah. And and um, you know, he's um he's giving God the praise and thanks. You know, um we could also look to in, in nine chapter nine for well, it's a, it's kind yeah. of a long reading, but he's well, he's basically Let's look at Daniel 2. Okay. So this is how really Daniel started getting um, recognized to the kings. Okay. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. You know, his yeah. dream. Keep in mind, Nebuchadnezzar had the Chaldeans had all of his, his soothsayers and, and all of them try to interpret his dream. But, but King Nebuchadnezzar says, you know, I want you to not only interpret my dream, but to tell me what my dream was. And no one could do it. And then this is when Daniel says, give me an opportunity and I, I will reveal your dream to you. And you have Daniel go to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his, um, his companions, who were also brought in by slavery. He gathered with them and said, let's pray to God that he reveal it to me. Um, let's read 17 through 23. That's a little bit shorter reading. Yeah. It says, then Daniel went to his house. And this is Daniel chapter 2, 17 through 23. It says, then Daniel went to his house and made a decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret. So that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his and his changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what, ha what we ask of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Yeah. So... Here's a couple important things. First, he went to God and asked for it to yeah. be revealed to him. But then notice after it was revealed to him, he immediately went back to God and thanked him. That's right. That's another side of prayer. How many times do we go to God and ask, ask for help? And then when he helps us, we forget to thank him for it. Yeah. There's so also that, one more point, too. Yeah. That, that, that's really key here yeah because uh he he what it, he doesn't just go and do it himself he he gets his companions to pray too that's right so he he's like hey guys you need to help me you need to go pray to god i'm gonna pray you're gonna pray and you know that's what we do when we when we pray or when we need help with something you know we're, we let we let the brethren know so they can pray too yeah you know so that we can offer more prayers on behalf of so-and-so or 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 whatever situation it is so he doesn't just do it all by himself he gets his companions to help you know uh ananiah M michelle and azariah you know he yeah. gets them to pray as well yep and when you turn over to james 5 16 okay there's an important piece tying what we have been talking about where we need to go to God in, in his word and study and then go to him in prayer. You know, we become knowledgeable and righteous by knowing how to serve God. And then yeah. five, um, verse 16. Yeah. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayers of a righteous man 
avails much. Yeah. So, and go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and 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 the thing is, um, it's it's really all they could do. You yeah. know, there was no other option. I mean, how in the world are you gonna know what what somebody's dream is? That's um, right. That 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 and and the alternative. What was the alternative? They were yeah. all gonna perish. <laughs> the king was gonna have them killed. Yeah. And and the king could do that, and it was fine. It was legal. Okay. We we sometimes don't think about that in this country. That that someone could just die because of something silly that you couldn't 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 uh, interpret a dream of of a president or a king or whatever, you know how yeah. silly is that? You're gonna die because of that, you know. But so it was really their only choice to really get out of the situation they were in was to ask God for help. Yeah. You know? But you know what? Here's the interesting side of it, though. In in Daniel two, we see Daniel saying. Let me go to the king. Before yeah. he even went to God in prayer, he said, let me go to the king. So he put himself in that position to possibly be put to death if he was not right. Yeah. If, yeah. If God he could have been come to him, but he was a righteous man. And that yeah. goes back to, to verse 16. The effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. Yeah. If you're not righteous, you wouldn't have the right to go to God in prayer and ask for things. You know, going back to kind of what we're talking about with a wicked child that, that doesn't want to do what the parents say. Does he have the right to go and ask his parents of something? You know, I know with my kids, if they're disobedient that day, they don't get rewarded. That's right. You know, when they come and ask me, it's like, no, you don't get what you want until I get what I want. I want an yeah. obedient child. If you don't want to be obedient, you're not going to get what you want either. You yeah. know, and so maybe that's harsh, but that's how we roll. <laughs> well, sure. It, it makes sense. I mean, um, but, you know, they definitely had a, a solid need here, you know. Yeah. And, and of course, like you pointed out, they gave all the glory to God. They didn't yeah. take credit for it. They, then that, they benefited. That yeah. And that just shows that he's a righteous man. Yeah. They benefited he, from it, but they didn't right. take the glory. That's right. You know, and when you see Moses, you know, in Numbers 12, verse 3, it says no one was more humble than Moses. Yeah. But yet Moses was kicked out of the promised land. Why? Because he actually took the credit for what God has blessed him with. Yeah. And he he didn't speak to the rock like God told him to. He struck it. Yeah. He didn't, you know, he didn't do what God asked him to do. And because of that, he was unable to enter into the promised land. Yeah. But that is, that is um, a foreshadowing for us today. If we don't do what God has commanded, we will not enter into the promised land that he has promised us. And that's the very serious application that we need to keep in mind yeah you know absolutely god demands obedience and if we are not obedient we will not receive the reward that he has already promised us he promised us eternal life with him through his son so when we're baptized into christ we are now we have received that promise from him but yeah. we still have to be obedient to him. If we are not obedient, that promise is taken away from us. Yep, absolutely. So how much time do we have, Chad? You know what? We are pretty much out of time. I'm, okay. I was just, I knew I was that just was getting ready up. to ask. I was just getting ready to ask if you had any closing thoughts you want to end on. No, I think that's a good way to end. But yeah, keeping that open relationship, you know, Prayer is very important. You know, yeah. our prayer life to God is just as important as studying with him. We need yeah. to have that open relationship with the Lord. He talks to us through his word. And then on the flip side, we talk to him through prayer and how yeah, blessed and, we are. And do you think God, did, did God know who Daniel was? Absolutely. Absolutely. He knew yeah. who he was. Absolutely. And he didn't have to ask. Now, who is this again? <laughs> 
You know what I mean? So is this likely spam? Like we talked about? <laughs> yeah. Is this a is spam, this a spam call? call? Do I do I qualify for cheaper insurance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. Well, uh, boy, I sure have enjoyed the study uh, tonight. Oh yeah. And, uh, if anyone has any questions, again, send us an email. Um, and we'd love to 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 hear from you. And uh, I guess we'll be looking forward to uh, another study next week. Thank you, so, guys. Thank you, everyone.